letting go of the notion your love is the potion I need to survive letting go of the feeling the source of me breathing is you and my life letting go of the training over explaining is great communicating that's a lie your truth is I gotta empty my plate being kind loyalty having empathy got my energy going too many places I'm drained it's me not you and you not me so you won't see how I've tried on the inside to justify sacrificing my peace couldn't find an acceptable reason to cut ties. Pause. Take a second. Remember us at our best. Inhale. Exhale. I savor this moment while I lay this chapter to rest. My name is Dominique Trundle and it's time to get fit, Las Vegas. First, you got to just work to the beat. Then, you got to put your hands on your knees. Then, you got to make your feet be flat. Then, you got to put an arch in your back. Not Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome back to Get Fit Las Vegas. I got my friends in the hallway. Hey, y'all. Y'all are so beautiful. Look at y'all. Enjoying Vegas, living y'all best life. Y'all look like summer. <laughs> and for you tuned in, thank you so much for sharing space and time with me again today with Get Fit Las Vegas. And we are living our best life, but we're doing it as the best version of ourselves. And I'm trying to tell you today, we have a treat for you today, okay? I am really on this journey. You know, I'm not an expert, but all I do is I come here so that we can heal together, right? I want us to heal together. And, you know, there's been something that I've personally been struggling with that um, has really given me, has been a source of anxiety. You know, um, the world has changed for me. I grew up in a society where there were two main genders um, and I guess three sexual sexualities, right? So you were either a man or a woman or you were heterosexual, homosexual or bisexual. And that's the world I grew up in. And the world I'm currently living in has become so much more diverse. And from what I understand and what I have gathered, it's not that these are new concepts, but as a society, we're growing to the point where we can embrace everybody and create space for them to live their truth. But how do I aid someone in living their truth when I just don't understand the language? I don't understand how to be kind or friendly. I don't understand where the boundaries are um, in terms of gender identity, in terms of um, identifying someone's sexual orientation as it applies in social settings. Um, and I really wanted some help with that. And I'm being so vulnerable with you right now because when I say this is something I've probably been struggling with for the past two years and, you know, I really wanted a lot of clarity and I just wanted a baseline. You know, Las Vegas, we're an amazing community and our village is so awesome and we're such a diverse city. And some of us are on our jobs, right? And we are offending people we don't mean to offend or at church and we're offending people we don't mean to offend. And so... I know that that was my personal story and I've spoken with others who say that they were having similar issues. And so you know how we do. 
You know how we do. If we're struggling with it together, we're going to heal openly together. And that starts with having effective conversations. And this was such a personal um, topic for me that I wanted to have an intimate conversation about it with someone I trust. And I just happened to have one of the most brilliant minds in the industry of DEI as my very best friend in the whole wide world. And she is coming from the other side of the United States into the studio virtually today to help us heal out loud. I, without further ado, want to introduce you to somebody that I feel is one of the most fire individuals walking the face of the earth. And if you could bring her in so she can tell the world why she is so fire. Hey, girl. Oh, my goodness. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to Vegas. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to be here representing the Midwest Let's with the, the Las Vegas fam. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's represent. Can you first tell our village what makes you so amazing? Mm, what makes me so amazing? You know, it shouldn't be that hard to think about that, but Ooh. I had to think about it. Um, first, you know, let me introduce myself. So I'm Mandis McAllister. Hello. I use she, her pronouns. Oh, oh, um, we already I started. am. We already, the, started. <laughs> we already started, right? Classes in session, period, right? <laughs> um, I am the DEI manager at Warner Norcross and Judd, which is a full service law firm Ooh. headquartered in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which oh. is on the west side of the state. Oh. Um, we have nine offices across the state. And so I'm the first person to hold this role at Warner, um, where I provide strategic leadership for our internal and external DEI related initiatives. And so that's something I'm very proud of. Um, very keen to to do a good job. Everyone's right. Impressed. Thank you. Everyone's impressed. Right. I appreciate it. You know, not to toot my own horn. You got but, a, you you know. a gobble and kisses. <laughs> She think I'm telling tell. Can somebody vouch? She, it's a man out there blowing you a kiss. I didn't make this up. How you doing, sir? Continue to live your best life. There he is. See, now. see that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Don't get me up, always, Las Vegas. Okay? <laughs> the crew always got me. Shout out to the crew. This is the most amazing group of individuals you could possibly create anything with. Okay? They are in there showing out it. and always supporting and just being so kind and, and keeping me... Um, a steady hand. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for being amazing here at Blue Wire Studios inside Wind Las Vegas. Now, please continue and tell Ooh. her. Oh, <laughs> she, she lit. But anyway, I'm going I'm to keep it cool. I feel more comfortable, you know what I'm saying, because I feel familiar with you, but it's cool. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so three words that describe me, and I have to think about it. So um, dedicated, Ooh. Um, introspective, sometimes to a fault, and wise. So a little while ago, I actually sat down because I was thinking about my work um, and my passions. And I thought about like, what is it like? What am I doing? Mm. What is my professional mission statement? Like, what is my vocational calling? Ooh. And so what I came up with is that like, it's my my vocational calling, my mission mm -hmm. to advance shalom through my vocation. <laughs> and so some, a lot <laughs> of folks are probably <laughs> familiar <laughs> with shalom, right? Wait, wait, wait. I told you. Y'all think I be making this stuff up. Isn't she fire? Okay, please continue. <laughs> 
So, right. A lot of people are familiar with that word. It's a Hebrew word that means peace. But as I was researching it, it means so much more than that. Right. Mm. So it means wholeness. It means completeness. It means prosperity. Mm. So that's economically, that's physically, that's mentally. It means Mm. human flourishing. Right. And that's what I'm all about. So we spend so much of our time at work. Right. (sighs) And so part of my personal vocation and my work is to make sure that people's experience at work Mm -hmm. is adding to that experience of Shalom. So that's what I do in diversity, (laughs) equity. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shalom. (laughs) Shalom. I just wanted I just wanted for those of you who are taking notes, I had to slow it down so you could write it down. Google it. I know some of y'all are fact checking. She's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's for the fact checkers that's on in the village oh she's right did you do your due diligence oh, shoot. and I have to say okay I have to say too I am the mom of two boys the very proud and happy um wife of one husband Eric <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's me I, and we're gonna go ahead and fast forward to the part where I waste 20 minutes talking about her amazing boys catch me uh, you know what you know what we're gonna follow this up with a social media live that way we can gush about the boys. Y'all can see how amazing they truly are. You know, because the auntie and me, the TT and me, okay? I don't need a reason, okay? So I no, no, no. am going back to Shalom for those of, the, of you who were taking notes. And as we're increasing this piece, you know, we're all about living the best version of ourselves and doing, oh, excuse me, living our best life as the best version of ourselves. And as we're doing that, diversity at work is an issue. It's, it's a mess. Mm. We had so many people when we put out the question, hey, what's keeping you from living your best life? Diversity at work. Diversity at work. Being able to show up as myself at work. Um, It just was repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. And so I want to pull back and I just want this episode to really serve as a baseline if we know nothing about the industry of DEI, we can press play here and kind of really sift through it. So can we start with the most basic question here, which is what in the world is DEI and where did it come from? Yeah, well, you know, I don't know where it came from, but I can definitely tell you what it is. And I have to shout out um, Lily Zhang, who their book on um, called DEI Deconstructed has been so foundational to my practice and Mm -hmm. even my developing understanding of what diversity, equity and inclusion is. So shout out to them for sure. Um, So, yeah, foundationally, diversity is about representation across identity. And so we have many identities, personal and social. So you're race, your gender, your socioeconomic status, all of those things are a part of your identity. And so when we talk about diversity, we just mean representation. Are the the wide range of identities that are represented in the world, mm. are they represented in the workplace or the campus or wherever you may be? Okay. So equity. Yep. So, yeah. so just repeating that back to you. So diversity is just representation like all around representation yep. okay got that now we on the that's e it. yep that's how and we're and we're defining these terms as outcomes right so mm. if done well and we'll get to that in a second when you <laughs> diversity is representation mm. across identity um so equity is about the the measured experience of individual like personal and organizational success so it's about people having what they need to thrive um equity is also about the absence mm of discrimination, mistreatment, or abuse, right? So equity is everybody gets what they need, nobody mistreated. Okay, so 
but this is how okay so getting what you need why mm-hmm. why is why is that diverse like why is it why do different people need different things i so i get like maybe if you're disabled you may need special accommodations but if we're taking kind of like disability out of it or medical issues like wh- what do you mean by getting what you you need right we're all just coming to the same mm-hmm. office and being provided the same things right yeah, but our experiences aren't the same. And I think that's where the identity piece comes into play. Um, our identities, social really, really impact how we're able to move throughout the world, um, what barriers that we face mm. when we're trying to access um, education, financial security, housing, even access, as you mentioned, with folks um, with disabilities to public spaces. So our identities can erect barriers to access. And so what and that's different across the board. Um, And so what equity does is it seeks to remove those barriers. And that's going to look different based upon identity and based upon experience. Can I? So, yeah, it's important that everybody gets what they need. Yeah. A question example. So let's say it's an adult class of three people. Right. We all walk in. We're all different ethnicities, maybe even different gender identities. And we all get a pencil, a paper. Well, okay, 2023, we get an iPad and I ain't been to school. I graduated a year ago, so don't don't worry. But, you know, you get everybody got an iPad and an iPhone and, you know, a lunchbox. So we all got the same thing. So why does our life experience mean that the the space would need to change what we're being given? That's I, I don't understand. So everybody in that situation has exactly the same thing. And that's great. That's equality. Mm -hmm. Equality is everybody gets the same thing. Equity is maybe one of those individuals um, comes from a home that is their housing is unstable. And so they may have barriers to getting to class. So (gasps) equity is looking at that person if they're late and saying, hey, I understand that you had a barrier to getting to class on time. How do I kind of stand in the gap to get you access to stable housing? How do I get you transportation so that you can get to class? Um, Equity is one of those individuals is on the autism spectrum Mm. and they are nonverbal. So Mm. they don't just need an iPad, but they need a communication device. That's equity. Um, Equity is also looking at the individual who um, can't afford to pay for the class because maybe they are um, in a lower socioeconomic status. And we're going to say, you know what? The fee is this, but we're going to give this person a scholarship or a stipend or a work study so that they can afford to come to this class. So all of those things are equity considerations. Mind blown. Okay. Okay. We move it. We on I. We on I. And then inclusion is about um, creating an environment where everyone um, is respected and where people are held accountable to that respect. And so that's everybody. Mm. It's just a sense of belonging. So that's diversity, equity and inclusion. And so how you get to those outcomes, Mm. that's the work of DEI. So where did this come from? You know, I'm not old, you know, but I've been here for a couple of years on the earth. Right. And. I just I didn't hear of DEI until like maybe the last two, three years. Like, where did this come from? I mean, school, everything, college. I never all throughout college. I never heard the term DEI. Where, where when did this become a thing? 
Yeah, I mean, it's been a thing. So even back in, I mean, because we have excellent DEI practitioners who have been practicing DEI for 30 years. Now, it might not have been called DEI. Wow. It might have been called um, multicultural something or other, or Mm -hmm. it could have been called, you know, back in the day, it was affirmative action. That Mm -hmm. was a part of of DEI. Um, So it's kind of morphed over the years. Our current iteration is called DEI, but I mean, advancing equity uh, that's tale as old as time. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's rooted in in the civil rights movement. You know what I mean? With the the passage of the civil rights act. So it's, it's not new. It's just maybe this version of it is more new. And, and define the difference between what we're used to and what we've been taught in this, this version of DEI. Is it an advancement? I think that it, mm, it, I mean, it has its pros and its cons. We have lots of discussions in DEI about, you know, ways that as an industry, we can be more accountable, more robust in our methodology. Um, I think that right now, it's it's meeting the moment that is right now. Like yeah. after, you know, the murder of George Floyd, after the pandemic, um, there was just kind of this this public outcry, what they called, you know, the, the racial reckoning of um, of America. And I think that the space that we're in right now, as it relates to corporate DEI, was really like um, it was born off of, from the catalyst of that moment. Um, now it remains to, to be seen how it's going to shift. Like with the new, um, the recent affirmative action ruling that came down from the Supreme Court mm-hmm. and just kind of like a rollback hold on, hold on, of hold on, hold on. You got your whole family out here. Can we, can we show the family? Y'all look amazing. Y'all look amazing in Vegas. That's y'all cousin, man. Did she coming in from Michigan? She talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Y'all can stay right there and listen if y'all want to, or y'all can go to the pool. You at the win. It's up to you. <laughs> Talk about DEI or go to the pool. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I know what I do. Just but they hang it out, though. They hang it out. <laughs> you famous in Vegas. Hey, I love it. <laughs> Please continue. I don't remember where I was. What was the question? Honey, listen, you were talking about after George Floyd... And you were talking about how this version of DEI oh, yeah. became so prevalent in society right now. Ah, yeah, right. With the with the affirmative um, action ruling from the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. so we're all just kind of watching to see, you know, how how it shifts, how the um, investment continues. Right now, there's a really strong focus on which there should have always been and there mm-hmm. has always been, but making sure that we are following the letter of the law to the T, right? Mm-hmm. We're staying um, compliant with with federal law. We're making sure that the initiatives that we're enacting as it relates to DEI are legal and effective. So that's kind of where we are now. Oh my goodness. You Listen, you're just a wealth of knowledge, okay? You are a wealth of knowledge, you are a, a never ending whale. Like you have just in this conversation given me a baseline to be able to understand what literally was foreign jargon to me. And I appreciate the way that you were able to pick that apart and give me a foundational understanding of DEI. You know, one of the downsides to being amazing in the studio is I keep you in the studio. So we're going to have to do a part two because I got more questions. I got questions on top of questions. Okay. And we're just cracking the surface to this. Do you have time? Are you good on time? Yeah, I got time. We're going to do a part two. But before we do a part two, girl, I have to ask you, 
You talk about this with yeah. so much passion. You talk about this with just so much conviction and it rolls off of your tongue like butter on a smooth bun, okay? I'm Ooh. trying to ask you, where does all this passion come from? Man, um, like how much time out. do you have? You talk. You you talk. I'm going to handle Shanice. That's how we're going to do it. Shanice is <laughs> for everybody. Shanice is the producer of Get Fit Las Vegas, okay? And you know what I'm saying? And by handle Shanice, I'm, ah, there she is. <laughs> and there she is. And by that, I'm just going to apologize hey a whole lot. So that's what I meant when I said I was going to handle. <laughs> but please, we really need to tap into your fashion. You know what? Um, I don't know that this is really ever something that I've shared like publicly before. <gasps> um, but since we family here, this, this is our tribe, right? Our it's village. village. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'll share. So for me, I feel like being passionate about justice and equity has always been kind of um, ingrained in me. Like, mm. it's just something that I've always cared about. Like I was that kid, like, you know, writing letters. And I remember in the third grade, we had to do a, a writing contest or we had to write an essay and I wrote a, a slave narrative. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, it's just always, I've cared about social justice. I've cared about civil rights. I've cared about, you know, history, black history. But for me, Beautiful. I think there was a shift that happened when um, for me, when I actually found myself in um, therapy for an eating disorder. Mm. So I've always had a a really Mm -hmm. interesting relationship with my body. And then after I had my first son, it kind of came to a head where it's like, look, something is wrong here. Mm. Food should not be this hard. I'm going to go and get some help. And so when I did, the first thing that my therapist. Oh, my God. Yeah. We, we, cause this yeah. is what we talk about having conversation with ourselves, identifying what hurts, asking why does it hurt, and then what can I do? But we applaud you. We keep going, keep going. We got all the time. Yeah, I love it. I'm, me and Shanice, <laughs> we we got all the time. So I found myself in therapy, and one of the first things that my therapist told me was to go through my Instagram and unfollow all of the people that I followed um, who were like Fitspo, mm-hmm. no shade. I know, <laughs> we love fitness, right? But right. Fitspo and, you know, people who were doing like the super, super precise, clean eating because it sure. was a trigger for me. She said, get rid of all of that. Wow. And what I want you to do is find people, follow people in bigger bodies. Mm. And and so I did. And through that, I got introduced to this wide range of like, you know, fat activism and fat liberation. Mm. And um, you cannot get fat liberation or body acceptance without queer folks. So then I started Mm. reading about, you know, the 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 queer um, struggle for civil rights and how intertwined it was with, you know, the, the black civil rights movement as I knew it. And I just really came to understand that how how a, a deeper understanding of how much our collective liberation was tied up to each other. Wow. Right. And when I came to realize like, okay, so I have the right to exist in my body just the way I am. Ooh. And if that's true for me, that's true for everybody, right? For every, oh, for queer folks, for folks with disabilities, for, for neurodivergent folks. Oh. And I've been on that kick ever since. Girl. Stay on the kick. We every we're all on the kick now. <laughs> every the whole village is on the kick. Well, oh Join my, me, right? Let's, let's, oh my! Please let me add this jewel to your crown. 
you just blessed so many people, including me. I mean, wow. I, thank you so much for agreeing to stay in the studio. I Listen, what have we learned from Mandis so far? Like, we, y'all so lucky. I told you I was fired in the studio today. Wow. Mind blown. I'm telling you, listen. Here's what I learned. I mean, of what haven't I learned? I knew none of this. But the one thing that stands out to me that I want to leave you with is the particular, specific, unique, and targeted way that this queen loved on herself. Sometimes we're just not feeling our best. And it's the hardest thing in the world sometimes to pause, figure out what it is, and work to let it go. And when she took her own personal journey, pause, let it go. It took her right into her purpose. And now all the work that she's doing all over the United States, okay, because what she didn't tell you, she's a renowned speaker. She goes here, she goes there, she stay on a plane. She's healing people because she was healed. Listen, listen, they say hurt people hurt people, but what do healed people do? There are people who are waiting right now for you to process that uncomfortable feeling, that thing that's heavy on you, that's holding you back so that you can walk fully in your purpose so that we can then be healed and live free. Listen, thank you for sharing space and time with us today. Menace, thank you for being here. And I want everybody to always remember that I Love you, and you better love you too. Well done.